Cass Thomas, and I'm here with my delicious, delightful friend, Monish Malotra. Hello, Monish. Hello, Cass, and hello, listeners. How are we today? Hello, (laughs) listeners. How are we today? Well, today is the first day of the rest of our lives. (laughs) And what else is possible today? was not possible yesterday. You're looking beautiful, darling. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And how did we get so lucky to be alive today and talking exactly. about? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, where I, in the I world? I saw this guy in the... I, we're going to go to a subject. I saw this guy in the airport. He was looking so sad. I was like, are you happy? He said, why should I be happy? I said, because exactly. you woke up this morning. <laughs> did you hear me? Yes, absolutely. And do we really need a reason to celebrate our living? Or are we constantly (laughs) looking for a reason? Why should we be happy? Can we be happy just because we can? Or do we need a reason? (laughs) Exactly. Why are you laughing? People ask me that all the time. Why are you laughing? Uh, Because I like to laugh. (laughs) My body Um, likes to laugh. I like laughing. It also works as a personal enema. <laughs> a personal what? <laughs> okay, never mind. I said no, that. No, please, please, please. Don't ever say never mind. What? A personal what? Enema. <laughs> what exactly is an enema? Uh, well, a healthy gut, you know, is the way to go. <laughs> Let's all the a shit healthy, out. A healthy what? Gut. What did you say? <laughs> okay. Oh, enema. Enema. Yeah. Oh, I got you now. Gotcha. I like the pronunciation. Enema. It sounds like an enigma. It sounds like, yeah. you know, something, you know. And all you have to do is, you know, do a guru mm-hmm. type of thing. And we think, wow. <laughs> Can you imagine a whole, a whole tribe of people walking around pronouncing things differently and thinking that they mean something different. <laughs> what would that look like? <laughs> How does it get any better than that? <laughs> so where in the world are you today, Cass? Are you in Brazil? Okay, so going into the topic love sex and other drugs and what is beyond it so last week i wanted to speak about something and i got carried away but maybe today is the time to speak about it so there was a moment in life where i thought i was really happy i was still using a lot of drugs and it's it all seemed to be working pretty well with the delusion that we put up that, you know, or the ignorance to the fact that what really happy being means. 
and why should we be happy or why should not we be happy just picking up on what gas said there was one night i had gone out partying and i used a lot of drugs and narcotics was not the only thing i was hooked on to it was the upper to just fly and then it was the sleeping pills to come down so i came home and i took some sleeping pills had another drink maybe smoked a cigarette two or three or four and at some point i don't remember i just went to sleep and i woke up in the middle of the night maybe it was 2 or 3 in the morning to discover that my bed was on fire in flames and for a second i thought oh my god i'm dead maybe i'm in hell this is what it looks like this is what they show on the tv i'm burning in hell woohoo <laughs> I, i said that my my mic was on mute i was like your bed's on fire and not in a good way <laughs> yeah and i was like oh baby i'm on fire and then i was still groggy so i went to the i went to the bathroom and i filled a couple of buckets of water my i put it on the bed and the fire had actually come till my waist and to my surprise there was not even one burn mark or a bruise and my entire room is made of wood so it would be safe to say that maybe i'd made a secret decision to just go that night or kill myself which was not very cognitive but it looked like the perfect plot i came home i was drunk the bed set on fire and i was gone but no my body woke me up and as the bed was on fire and i put it away i went to sleep in the other room and 3 hours later my grandmother who was staying with me at that point in time she was like there is smoke in the house what's going on and we went to the room there was still some fire there so i put it off and that evening i had a little chat with myself that okay maybe killing myself or my body is also not an option so what are my options where can i turn to who can i talk to and there was somebody who i knew who i was doing some business with for the branding work i do who was a facilitator of access consciousness and believe me or not i did one session just one session that lasted about 90 minutes and after that day i never touched any pill or any drug ever again in that session it became clear to me that i must be immensely powerful and strong to go through the abuse that i had suffered or had experienced or invited or created through my early childhood till this age it was not really a weakness i was not a victim i was really strong inside that i could just go through it and when the time came it became clear to me that i had another choice to make and i just made it and in that moment of empowerment i was just able to let it go 
all the demons of the judgments and the past and the abuse and the addictions were just three feet behind me now. And I had another road to go forward. And how does it get any better than that? I've been sober one day at a time. <laughs> and here I am talking to you. So why am I really telling you this story? The whole point of telling you this story is choice creates awareness. So what is the choice in your darkest moment that looks almost invisible? And if you're willing to ask the question, if you're willing to make that choice, what would that be? And how can that change your life? In everything that doesn't allow you to know that, will you please destroy an uncreated all times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, fuck and pot, all nine shots, boys and beyonds. So for so those moving of you on, that, that's the access consciousness clearing statement. That's how we uh, met uh, Monish and I also, and you can find more information about that on theclearingstatement.com. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to know when you say you got a session, was that a um, bar session? Interestingly, no. It was not a bar session. And um, if you're curious what access bars are, you can just go on the Access Consciousness website to look for what bars are. It was actually just talking. It was just a one-on-one -on -one chat about what I was going through. And I'm not sure what they did. Or maybe well, I do now. It. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it was just a talk. Go ahead, Cass, please. No, no. I didn't, and um, I was just um, asking because a lot of times, you know, we're asking for something to show up in our lives. And um, we have to reach a point of drama and trauma before we actually choose it. Right. And so uh, there's a time and time again that that um, shows up and um, and really, you know, beyond love, sex and other drugs, beyond uh, drugs. I just was reading an article, of course, about um, the sort of positive effect of hallucinogenic drugs and how it opens up people's um, consciousness perception. and awareness and a perception. Right. And, um, and we always say that about access the drug that keeps on giving, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if we, um, and there's a lot of people don't have that friend that you encountered or that I encountered. Yeah. But they have this show now. <laughs> they know where to find you and me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting how these topics intertwine. I mean, what did we know when we chose the title of the show? Because we, we do have a title for today mm -hmm. of the show. Drum roll, please. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Whose who's horny is it? Anyway. <laughs> is it your neighbors? Is it your watchman's? Is it your mom's or dad's? Is it your friend? Can you say something about that title, baby? What does that mean? <laughs> I know what it means. Of course, with pleasure or without, but I'll say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whose pleasure is it? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I wanted to touch upon the seriousness of horny oh. 
the seriousness of horny. I love that. It, the extreme. It, yeah. The extreme horny. So my is question would be. Is dictionary? Is it the slang? You know what? You know how you say Well, you probably do know how to say that. You know how they say it in England, right? Horny? How? Randy. Oh, that's. Oh, India or England. Well, I mean, you were in India was under English control for so long. So yeah, I'm sure right. you know that Randy thing. I kept asking when I went to visit England for the first time. Somebody kept saying, "Oh, I'm Randy." I'm like, "That's not the name." <laughs> so why Randy, are you saying I'm Randy? You're you're not Randy. <laughs> Randy actually means slut. Also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. I mean that that makes sense. But is do you have to do you have to be a slut to be horny? Do you? <laughs> and if well, so, are you willing to be? Go ahead. I don't want to take you off. Go on. I know you. I know you got a plan, honey. You want to roll this horny thing out, and is it yours? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> My question, the first question, would be: Does horny dawn upon you at four p.m.? Every Friday. <laughs> What's Does today? <laughs> it's, it's Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Right. So you've well, got twenty-seven hours. You've got <laughs> okay. twenty-seven hours to find that out for yourself. Does it dawn upon okay. you at four p.m. and every Saturday? Does your decometer go up? Are your panties wet? Are you going onto the web dating websites? Are you starting to obsess? About sex. I don't know if he's uh... <laughs> over the weekend, <laughs> and if yes, who the fuck that does that belong to? <laughs> and Cass, would you would you please talk about this phenomenal tool of access? Who does it belong to? And shed some more light on the topic. Absolutely. I just want to say, comment on that. We will talk about that when we come back. We got just a couple of minutes. I just want to say, just because you are perceiving something, you're feeling something. That's how we say it. Just because you're feeling, whether it be sad, whether it be horny, whether it be angry, right? Whether it be lonely, it may not actually belong to you. It may be you picking up on someone else's feelings. Right, and this is what was so interesting about this article. I will find it. It was in the New York Times today, the international edition about how people use hallucinogenic drugs, uh, ayahuasca, and all kinds of stuff um, to open up their awareness and access their awareness. And when you ask for that to happen, guess what? It does happen. So many of us are taking um, yoga classes, are taking, you know, doing meditation, are taking access classes, are taking, you know, what ayahuasca even, and we're asking for more awareness to open up more awareness. <laughs> then we start feeling things and getting sensations. They were like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm feeling this going on. <laughs> Just there's a great tool of access and it is a question, duh. Most of the tools of access are questions, if not all of them. And that question is, who does this belong to, right? So that uh, who's horny is it anyway? Uh, I'm not sure if that's your only, uh, Monish picked that topic and I loved it. 
uh, your only um, reason for picking that topic to talk about that. Uh, however, when you are opening up to more perceiving everything, opening up to more knowing of what you know about the people in this world, opening up to receiving more, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what? You perceive more, you know more, <laughs> and you receive more. So really use this question, and we'll talk more about that. We're going to take a break uh, in a couple of seconds. The question is, who does this belong to? So while we're on the break, please, for every thought that comes into your mind, every feeling, every emotion, oh, I love the show, or I hate the show, or I love you know, myself, I hate myself, ask, who does this belong to? Is it mine? Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment and enjoy the break. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. is Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. If you are listening to the live show today, you can call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send us an email to beyondlovesexandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Now, let's continue this week's discussion. 
Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome forward. This is Cass Thomas. I'm on with my buddy, Monish Malotra, and we are talking about, guess what? <laughs> we haven't talked about love yet. What's love got to do with it? But we are talking about drugs and um, sex, but pre-sex, which is the title of our show, Who's Horny Is It Anyway? And going into what horny means and how we um, Austin Powers says it, Randy, in uh, in England. And Monish was just saying that it also means, what does it mean? S-L-U-T. Slut. <laughs> mm, this sounded like you were coming <laughs> in. <laughs> Go ahead. Pre-cum, pre-cum, pre-cum. <laughs> pre-cum. <laughs> That's like my seven steps class. It's called prelude. Now, when I do that class, I'm going to be thinking about that pre-cum. <laughs> no Freudian slip, so hopefully. Yeah. So um, anyway, I hope what would it take? Do us a little bit of magic so that I just arrived in Brazil after 24 hours of travel. And um, the idea of horny in Brazil is like a constant, <laughs> I think. <laughs> beauty, the energy, the earth, the, the land, it just pulsates. Boom, boom, boom. I'm in the Amazon state. Uh, and it's called Alem. It's a small town, only 1.7 million people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brazil, it's quite small. Um, but our, our topic of it was, um, who's horny is it anyway? Okay, so this is what I really want to say to you. I want to ask some questions here. I never got up until a few years back when I had this, um, created this incident, I never got how people were addicted to sex. Sure, you know, you meet someone chemical, you know, chemistry starts moving around, you get turned on, you get horny, you get start flirting and, you know, it might uh, pursue into something. But I was in Costa Rica at an Access seven day event and I was giving a girlfriend of mine some bars and I got this, it wasn't burning as an itching on fire. I got this, are you, can you hear me? Yeah. Huh? I got this sensation inside, which was like, I have to have sex now. It was in the middle of the bars. And it was like, I, 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 I can't even, I don't even know if I can describe it, but I had never felt it before. It was not comfortable. It was not pleasant. Um, because it was not about choice. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what people must be feeling. When, and it wasn't sex like, you know, it was like, you know, intercourse, like, you know, copulation, like, you know, that, that was it. This must be what people, what drives people. I never, I don't think, I don't think I've ever experienced it again. But, you know, once you experience something, then it sort of becomes part of your reality and it's not. The next time you experience it, it's not that radically different. When I asked her, she was an access person. I was like, who does this belong to? Is it mine? And I got to know. And so I asked her and she was like, oh, no, it's not mine, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't matter. The point is that I got what people experience when they're desperate must have sex. So who's corny is it anyway, right? <laughs> How much are people feeling that 
getting that, not having that question and reacting or acting upon it. And Cass, would you also please tell us that what can this question contribute to the listeners who might be just hearing about it for the first time? And how is this question relevant, asking this question? If, let's say, so to say, if they are perceiving or feeling this intense urge to have sex. One of the things I was reading yesterday, not really reading, I was watching The Blacklist on Netflix for maybe the seventh or eighth time. And, you know, James Spader, who's playing this role of this America's most wanted, most wanted fugitive or a crime mafia, crime lord. One of the things he says, A, fear is a liar. B, he says there are three kinds of lies in the world people function from. One is the lies. Second is the damn lies. And third is the statistics. So how much, why am I telling you this? How much of the reality of sex that we have bought as our own or we are functioning from is either based from a lie or a damn lie or a statistical point of view that men must have sex in a certain way. Women must have sex in a certain way. Gay men can have sex in a certain way and lesbian women can have a certain way. And then there are people who identify as asexual who don't have sex anyway. So we're talking about who's horny is it anyway. Let's also look at an example of a heterosexual couple. Now here is a woman who likes and enjoys nurturing sex, which is more of a contribution, which is not running against the clock which has got nothing to do with, oh, up, down, and erectile function and whatnot. Let's say you're driving a small vintage car off the coast of Cuba and enjoying a little jazz and going on that drive. And on the other hand, your co-passenger is a man who is used to Ferrari cars, racing cars, in and out, quick loops. So what happens in that situation? Or even when you're a homosexual couple, when you're a couple like that, what happens? Does it disturb your relationship? Does it create imbalance when we're talking about this situation? Is someone right and someone wrong? Is one person doing it correctly and the other person is bad? Or is it about a point of view of inviting the other person also to the possibility of this nurturing swing, the possibility of this generative, contributive act that can actually heal, repair, reform, and transform not just the body, but your very being. And let me give you an example. Let me give you a small example. Let's say you had a very beautiful strawberry tree in front of you. You picked up, you plucked one strawberry that's red and luscious. 
you took a bite looking in the other direction you put it back onto the table as opposed to as opposed to you looked at that little strawberry shop you admire the luscious full red big whole strawberry you first touch it before you pluck it you feel the velvet texture the smoothness of all of it the raw little tendrils that come out of it you pluck it you smell it <laughs> you take a little bite and a drop of juice just drips through your lips going all the way down your throat and you enjoy that bite with every molecule of your body will that be a different possibility what do you get what do you get casts <laughs> i love the strawberry <laughs> analogy yeah because so many times we're just um eating devouring going through the motions right Instead exactly the right the entire experience <laughs> and um i mean a bit like we were talking about the other day about the difference between ejaculation and orgasm how much mm-hmm. you know are you present and able uh, to enjoy it but i'm sorry i was i'm patched in now i'm patched in like patch patchwork so you have to keep an eye on the, <laughs> the timing but um did you make it um a connection between that and um horny yeah first i gave the example of the car like let's say one partner is used to driving a vintage car off the coast of cuba slowly with jazz music and the other person is all about ferrari racing one lap in dum dam dim and gone yeah and then the same way either you take the strawberry looking in the other direction take a bite and put it back or you go all in Yeah. And and I'm just wondering, you know, how much we're um willing you ask me to talk about this question um who does it belong to? Right? Um mm-hmm. how much we're willing to acknowledge what we know. You know what I mean? What we're capable of that is beyond maybe what's right in front of us, the habitual ways of going about things. because I'm telling you this experience I was telling you about and recognizing over the last 15 years how much I do pick up on other people's thoughts feelings and emotions how much I'm aware of them for me you know as a as a coach as a speaker it it's actually um a contribution because I can also um being aware of where somebody's functioning from I can also assist them you know in having um, more choices but if you don't have any idea about your capacity to see things from so many different angles the driver the vintage car the the back seat driver the passenger the female the male right then is your life even a pleasurable experience is sex routine and is love a limitation instead of a possibility does that make sense absolutely 
are you going on a bumpy ride? From what I can understand is what you're saying. Are you going on a bumpy ride? Or are you enjoying every scene, every moment that you're creating while you're on this ride? Um, now, I got to tell you, while, when, you t- when we're talking about uh-huh. sex and you talk about a bumpy ride, that could actually be, <laughs> if you're sitting on someone's lap, that could actually be, I've <laughs> had that experience before, that could actually be pleasurable. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> mean that wasn't my, from bumpy I, that to That wasn't humpy? my thought. I don't even know where that came from. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just said from bumpy to humpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective, my darling. It's all about perspective. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. And so this, go ahead. this um, mm-hmm. who's horny is it anyway? How is that shown up? You were asking about Friday at 4 p.m. And we were in Paris together, and we sort of had this sort of conversation as well. Do people, um, is that like an, um, is that like an addiction, you know, where people actually allow themselves to be taken, um, driven, right, by a, uh, an urge that comes up without asking the question, who does this belong to? Now, everyone who's listening to this, please... Please, from now on, starting today, um, doesn't mean you can't do it because some things come up and they're actually a good idea. Um, but it's fun to know whether it is born from you or whether you're picking it up out of someone else's head. Uh, and this can help a lot, uh, especially with depression. Let's just go there for a second, okay? Um, with sorrow, um, with anger, it can help a lot. And, you know, I've got a girlfriend who's, writing me, asking me, you know, she was prescribed some pills uh, for, you know, some uh, depression, anxiety coming up in her life. Uh, And the question, is this even mine, allows you to not take medication to solve a problem that ain't even yours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, this is for me one of the great gifts um, of this uh, tool. Uh, the, the pharmaceutical company may not be that pleased with me for saying that, uh, but you can offer them other things like Viagra and stuff like that instead of uh, antidepressants, especially if it's not theirs. And uh, and I do want to bring my girlfriend, uh, who is a child and adult psychiatrist on one of our shows uh, to talk about that because we've talked about this a lot. <clears throat> My point of view, her point of view on this. Is this where you wanted me to go with this, darling? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And my other question is this, guess that, you know, to our listeners, we are talking about just the first layer and the surface of who does it belong to. What can this tool empower all of us into? Can it lead to some awareness? Or is it just a question we sit with? And I guess we are heading towards break, but we have a few seconds, 60 seconds, to just dive into that and maybe emerge on the other side of the break to talk a little more about, as simple as it sounds, 
this tool or this question of empowering you to know what's really going on. What can it contribute to you, to me, and all of us? Yeah, absolutely. I probably need a little bit more seconds to give an example from uh, my uh, our buddy, our buddy now, uh, Glenna Rice, her daughter, um, who's gorgeous. You met when she was a kid. She was like, "I don't get that. Who does this belong to, Mom? Can you can you give me another way of saying that?" So um, I, I just can't get it. Uh, so I'm going to um, share uh, what I learned from a six-year-old. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. And it absolutely changed, <laughs> uh, changed uh, life. And uh, you let me know if we're going to do our little connection contribution time, too. Okay? Of course. And I'm going to check my internet because I think the phone is annoying me. <laughs> Okay, baby. Come on, Brazil. (laughs) Be kind to us. (laughs) See you on the other side of the break, fellows. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. is Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. If you are listening to the live show today, you can call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send us an email to 
beyondlovesexandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Now, let's continue this week's discussion. All right, we are back and we are in the last segment of the show. I did want to share, we've been talking about who's horny is it anyway? And um, using that as an example of how we can, um, how we tap into what other people have going on in their lives and assume it's ours. Um, that's something that is a talent and a gift, right? Being able to perceive what's going on in someone else's universe, being able to know what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Um, but it's only a talent when you're aware that it may not be yours. And so we're talking about this amazing tool of access, uh, who does it belong to, um, that allows you to just for the millisecond after you ask that question, right? If, for example, you feel amazingly horny, desirous of sex, and like you feel like a dog looking for a bone, you might want to ask the question, okay, who does this belong to? <laughs> and you can try this um, um, Roisin question. This is a, my friend Glenna Rice's daughter. Um, is this mine? Is this even mine, right? Um, and we use that as an alternative. Because who does it belong to when you're looking for, you know, pointing the finger, oh, it's not mine, it belongs to that other person, right? And you can always um, do that, or you could just know whether or not it's yours. And the moment you ask, is this mine? There's, there's a space that opens up immediately after you ask it, that it may not even be present anymore. So you don't have to deal with it if it's not yours. And if it's not present in your world, you don't have to call it back up. You don't have to solve it. You don't have to take uh, drugs or drink it out. Uh, if it's not yours, just be thankful for your awareness and how much you are able to perceive and receive the thoughts, feelings, and emotion of everyone around you. And a lot of us, especially those of us who are over probably 35, we never got diagnosed as obsessive compulsive OCC, ADD, ADHD, all these you know acronyms they give for these talents and abilities of picking up on other people's um, what's going on in other people's world. Would you like to add anything to that, darling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the labels and the identifications. Yeah. So uh, going to the point of does horny dawn upon you at 4 p.m. on Friday, the point I was trying to bring up or I'm trying to bring up is that how much of it is a common notion, let's say if you're a single man or a woman, whether gay or straight, how much do we limit by our jobs or our roles or our constructed fixed points of view that, oh, Friday night, oh, Saturday night, oh, I get to bang, oh, I got to get dancing and all of that. And how much of that is actually compounding all of it together? And do we actually 
is it possible that we use the whale of sex or horny to shy away from what we are aware of or what really needs our attention? Are we using horny to destroy the creation of our life? Or are we actually enjoying the pleasure that is actually meant to be or can be that is called sex? You get what I'm saying, Cass? I do. And um, I would say the latter, but can you say more about um, how, would, how is it a um, distraction? If you, if you do follow through with, you know, at four o'clock, I get that. Probably, and depending on where you live, it could be a little bit later. <laughs> when that, you know, when that button gets pushed, you know. Um, and I just want to throw this in really quickly. I didn't know this, but I think that um, people who have, a, a, you know, like a married or whatever and have affairs, I think they do it on Wednesdays. So there is the whole Wednesday. <laughs> if you're getting this on Wednesday and not on Friday, you know. Fine. I just sure. Thought, Jack Lemon on uh, the apartment, and all the guys were trying to get his office. Were trying to get his apartment on Wednesdays to have affairs. Anyway, um, but um, no, you're tapping into something here that I, it's um, quite uh, sensitive um, about using sex as a distractor. In Access, we talk about it as a distractor implant, right? An implanted 4 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Um, that keeps you from, right, something greater. Creating your life. Yeah. And it's not just Friday 4 p.m. this week. It was that last week. It is that this week. And you're already committed for the next 20 years. So what are the possibilities that we are shutting off? I committed to this routine without even thinking or asking a question. What else is possible here? Yeah, I mean, now for some people, that's twice a week you're having sex. <laughs> that's twice a week you're having sex. Some people, even if it is a routine, that's okay. <laughs> At least you got those two days. <laughs> exactly. That it's sure, but no. I, um, so this thing about sex as a distractor implant, does it mean that if you do acknowledge that you allow yourself to be distracted by sex, then you no longer have it? Because, you know, the energy of sex when it is um, pleasure and enjoyable and, and fun and playful, I think that that's a real contribution to the planet. I really do. I think it's a contribution to the molecules all around. So um, how, what invitation can we be for people to explore it in, um, in, a, in a joyful way as, instead of a routine way? And, or not a routine, a um, um, desperate way or what? mechanical mechanical yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah a friend of mine was just talking about this you know we give um lots of workshops um that invite people to really uh explore who they are the space of who they are sessions uh we do we're doing sessions with people together monisha and i and the, a, a big space opens up for them and they see different possibilities in their lives and that's the moment at which often, and I think this is what you're talking about, often people choose something that will re-reduce them, reduce them again, 
distract them again from the greatness of who they are. Is this a bit what you're talking about with this Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday? Mm. Yeah. And I'm also happy to now move into our contribution section, which was little rushed up last week. We were pressed against time. And that might happen again, so we might just cover up for last week and now. So my sense is this, Cass. Can we invite our listeners to this possibility? Let's perceive for a moment that if sex was a person, how would you treat it? What would you say to it? How would you invite it into your life, into your house? Will it be a rushed up mechanical technical affair from Friday 4 p.m. till Sunday 12 midnight? Or will it be a part of your life when it's not with you and if you think about it, just bring a joyful smile on your face, lights up your being, and just sense you a little tickle. Hey, I'm missing you. Can we meet again? How are you? And what is it? (laughs) And would you make it dinner? And if yes, would you impress it? Would you cook it your favorite meal? Would you serve it a glass of little favorite wine of yours? And then, would you let it turn over? Would it let you turn over? Or would you ask it to turn over? Or would you just invite it to play with the millions of possibilities that exist, knowing that it is a part of your life? It's not going to leave you on Monday morning. You're not separate from it. It's not going to run away from your life. It's not outside of you. It is who you are. It can nurture you. It can contribute to you. And you and your body can contribute to it. Cass, over to you. Yes, I was thinking candles. (laughs) Massage, a nice massage. Will you give Uh, or get? (laughs) Well, actually, and also um, uh, dim lights, nice music. And also what came up for me was the difference between um, having and possessing, right? I think we talked about that uh, before because there is an urgency, a a mechanism, a a lock and key type of thing with uh, possessing. That um, is not a continuous flow and a movement thing. Um, Exactly. But, you know, and so, um, and thank you for that. Um, And also for that contribution there with the conversation about sex, because I I get that. Um, And I don't believe I've been, uh, I've had that that, uh, mechanical thing. And I, I, I thought I could, I tried once. 
um, <clears throat> but it's just not um, who I am in that area. I've got obsessive compulsive <laughs> behaviors in other areas, um, but not in that particular area. So it's, um, but a lot of people do, I get that. So that question again that Manish um, asked, can we ask that? Um, what if uh, sex were a person, uh, a friend you were inviting over? Uh, how would would you be rushed? Would you? Um, how would you nurture uh, and care and be kind and playful uh, and not go into auto right responders and into mechanical behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you were saying that that's you. You were laughing. Were <laughs> you right? What contribution could that be to your life? I love exactly. that. <clears throat> I love that. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, Beyond love, sex, and other drugs, and we will um, come back next week. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, I will still be in Brazil, hopefully with better internet. <laughs> and in the meantime, remember to ask the question, is this mine? Who does it belong to? You get about 15 seconds, honey. You want to say something? Yes. I just want to acknowledge that this radio show is not just about empowering the listeners. It's so much about looking at some areas of my own life and for you to looking at your your own life and receiving the contribution of this conversation that begins from us. So we're not just preaching, we're also learning and absorbing what we're talking about. And as you say in the promo, this conversation is changing our lives. It can certainly change yours too. Thank you. Thank you, Manish. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you, Cass. You're amazing. I've embraced imagination. That's our show for now. I'm Cass Thomas. Be sure to join me and Monish Malotra next week for another thought-provoking program on Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We're live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Let it walk along my body street.